Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Um, we're talking events today, and honestly, I want to hop right into it because I feel like this is a conversation that just needs to be hopped right into. Events suck. Some are good, some are bad, most suck. Um, if the main goal of events... You like this, right? We're coming in hot. You guys appreciate this. If, if the main goal of events is to... Give you the opportunity to use different cards. They've achieved that. Every event, for the most part, you're using different players. Great. I love it. Three inning games, perfect amount of time to play a game. For an accessible thing like events. You only got 20 minutes to play? Boom, pick up an event game. You feel like playing, like, five games in in an hour? Boom, play events. You want to really iron out the kinks with somebody's swing? You play events, you'll get more at-bats than you realize with that person. Or or pitching-wise, the same thing. Um, our problems lie in shit rewards, which exist mostly. Sometimes we get a banger and like streak rewards and the packs they give us. I mean, listen, we're going to, we're going to really dive into this. This is also on YouTube. If you guys want to pick it up and, and watch instead of listen, um, go to my Twitter it's KDJTV611. If you haven't followed me there, go ahead and give me a follow. But I post every link to any video that I make on Twitter, so that's the easiest place to find it. I don't have my own URL yet on YouTube. I don't have enough subscribers. So subscribe and make it easier for you and me for you to find my content. Okay. So. Let's look at this reward path. Let's look at this reward path. This is for the Founders Club program which right now, as of recording, is on part one. I believe when you guys are listening to this, it will be part two. Doesn't matter, rewards are the same. The lineup might change a little bit, um, but that's fine. That's that's not going to really impede us from doing what we're doing here. So, I have six wins. I will not play this event until it's done. It's horrible. I don't like the player pool. And 98 finest Eloy Jimenez... And 99 Signature Will Clark are not worth my time in January when I have 4 million stubs and I can just buy them. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. But we will get into the timing and uh, distribution of certain rewards in a little while. First, we're going to talk about this actual reward path. The reward paths, honestly, usually start okay. Get some headliners, you know... Some of those cards are still a little pricey. Most of them are pretty easy to get, some a little pricey, so I'm about it. Uniforms, these rewind uniforms are sometimes like hella expensive. You could sometimes get like 30k for some of these, so that's cool. They always do pretty good uniforms and pretty good bat skins. Those things don't make a lick of difference to me, but I understand for a lot of people that's really cool, so I'm about it. 100%. I love that. Give me uniforms, give me bat skins. People use them and make people happy. That's fine. You know, more headliners than we got our 25-win, quote-unquote, big reward. Will Clark, not really big because he's not usable. Uh, more headliners, a rewind event player, which is good at this time of the year. Finest set one, uh, they're all cheap. You know, another rewind player, finest set two, they're all cheap. And then here's the thing that really fucking pisses me off. At 55 wins, you get a 10-pack bundle. In January. At 60 wins, you get a 20-pack bundle. In January. 
listen. I understand that you need to keep giving out standard packs all year long because you don't know when everybody's picking the game up. Some people might be buying it right now for $15 or wherever it costs in January to get ready for 22. Like, oh, I didn't play 21. Maybe I'm interested in 22. Let's see how the game is. Unfortunately, everybody who's picking this game up right now is realizing this game is terrible. But at 55 and 60 wins, let's put those in the beginning of the program for the people who are just picking the game up and like juice the rewards at the end. Or just give us stubs. Again, just like, at this point in the year, I feel like stubs are more valuable than just random packs. I, I don't know. I just think packs suck. All packs do. Definitely standard packs. Standard packs for the longest time have been just a waste of stubs. You know, people buy them for content, and I that's funny. Like, that's fine. I get it. Sometimes you get lucky, you get a DeGrom or a Trout or Acuna. But for, like, the last couple of years, they've just been, like, 1% chance of diamonds, and they're always 85s. Maybe that's just my luck. Maybe I'm complaining because I have bad luck. But I truly... Why are we putting, like, 55 wins and 60 wins should be, like, your mega rewards outside of the player cards. And they're just giving us 30 standard packs. Like, that's just stupidity. It's just dumb. Like... Put home run derby packs in here. Put all-star packs in here. Put, uh, you know, you get 60 wins, you get 250,000 stubs. Uh, that's probably too many. 100,000 stubs. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's just stupid. Like, events were a great idea, and I just feel like they're lazy right now. They spend more time, more time thinking about, like, oh, which cool team and player combinations can we use than they actually spend making it fruitful to play. And then these Part 1 and Part 2 events, they make a Part 2, and it's like, great, you still have more time to get these rewards and use different players. But by the time Part 2 comes out, most people have the rewards they want, and they don't play the Part 2. So give me new rewards in Part 2. Extend the 60 wins to, like, 100 wins. And maybe drop one more card. You get two cards in the first part, one card in the second part. Um, I think the part one, part two thing is just because they don't know how to fill the schedule with anything else. So they're like, oh, we just let's just uh, slap a part two. Change a couple teams around. That'll work. I don't know. Part two usually has quick counts, or a lot of the time has quick counts. I actually very much enjoy quick counts. I think it's fun. And events. I, I don't want it anywhere else but events. Um... So I guess if that's a plus and you like quick counts like I do, maybe you can play part twos. But I just, I, I don't know. There's, there's so much laziness in this game from the fact, again, mentioning it, you can't save lineups. That's laziness. That could have been implemented literally yesterday. They could have implemented that immediately with just like a save lineup function. That could have been a patch. Um, I, it's just silly. It's just silly. So... I don't really know. I, I just I don't feel as if they care about events. Well, I don't think I don't think they care about this game really at all. Um, there's a lot that's neglected here, a whole lot. Um, I also don't understand the point of the two loss elimination. If you can just enter for free again with the same exact team and start back up, they should just eliminate records. Get rid of the twelve win reward, which is not a good diamond anyway, and just make it like, oh, unlimited games you can play or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like it's unlimited games played. Losses don't matter. 
but how many losses you have by the end of the reward path would indicate how many stubs you get when the event ends. Does that make sense? I don't know. I just uh, There's got to be a way to make it more interesting, less time-consuming. I usually spend more time making the event lineup than I do playing my first event game because sometimes they're so convoluted. You got guys moving to secondary positions. The menu sucks. Um, you're trying to figure out the meta in a lot of them because sometimes the meta is completely different. Like in the... In the um, I don't remember the name of the event at the Polo Grounds where you got Jason Dominguez. That was actually a good reward for that time. That card was sick nasty. He was my center fielder or left fielder for like a, a two months. That card was great. The meta there was guys who had speed. Because you're playing a polo grounds. You don't need power because if you're early on stuff, you'll pull it over the wall. So it takes a while to find out, okay, which meta guy fits here, who fits there, blah, 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 blah. The moonshot event, you're just using your god squad. That's easy enough. I think the Moonshot event this year was watered down. I think the sliders were turned all the way down because there was not enough offense in the Moonshot event. I've had more offense in Hall of Fame events than I had in the Moonshot event, where it's God squads against common pitchers. Separate conversation. But I just think, sometimes the juice is not worth the squeeze with this game mode. There was the event that gave us 99 Trey Turner. There was the event that gave us Dominguez. Those were fantastic event rewards. Fantastic. Not, it's not even an exaggeration. No cap. Those were God Squad material. Must be in your lineup event rewards. I wish there were more of those. Because in January, they have us playing for a 98 overall Eloy Jimenez that is terrible and would not be on anybody's team unless you're doing a White Sox theme team, which is probably not your everyday run-of-the-mill God Squad. And then there's 99 Will Clark, who again will play on a God Squad or a, a theme team somewhere, but he's fucking terrible. Why are we giving him away in January? Why isn't he the mid-May reward? And let's bump up some of the good guys back, or let's get more creative with how we give content. Like, how come we can't start giving more active pitchers Cy Young cards? Why can't we start giving more active players MVP cards? Um, how come there isn't a rookie Mike Trout that's disgusting? Like, just let's, let's give us that kind of stuff. I don't even care if the players are repetitive. I would just rather get usable, interesting cards. That's all I care about. They're giving us cards that are cannon fodder that mean absolute jack shit. And that's that's what's upsetting to me, because it's, it's almost like... I don't know, like they're looking down at us to some degree, like, ha ha ha, this will hold those idiots over. No, it's Will Clark. It's not holding me over. It's, it's not even scratching the surface of holding me over. Um... So I don't know. I, I I might just be really fed up with this game at this point because I am I'm getting to to the wits end. I'm really frustrated that they haven't given us information about 22, which we talked about in the last episode. I just I, I'm it's not like I'm going to stop playing this game. I'm not stopping this podcast. I'm not going to stop giving content. I do it, at my core thoroughly enjoy baseball and the MLB The Show franchise, but this this whole game and this lack of communication and just the sheer stupidity in planning is is it's just dumb. I don't get. I don't get it at all. Um, all right, but what we're going to do, I'm going to show you guys, after this quick ad break, how to go about building your events lineup. There are a couple different ways to do it, but first, let's just talk to talk about the ads. I was going to say talk to the ads, which is interesting. I mean, I do stare at th these pieces of paper, and it looks like I'm talking to them, uh, but we're going to start with Thrive Fantasy. Guys, it's NFL playoffs. Go make that money. Very excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy, a daily fantasy sports app based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like those other apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play some NFL, maybe even NBA games on Thrive Fantasy, choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. 
The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible, you could win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make money watching your favorite sports, use promo code to show the pod when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Uh, download Thrive Fantasy in the App Store or Play Store. That's the Google Play Store. Or by going online to thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Hashtag prop up. That's what it says. Finally, Rogue Energy. Drink it. Buy it. Use coupon code KDJTV. You get 10% off. Does that help me? Yes. Am I biased? Sure. But the hydration formula for Rogue Energy is the best tasting gaming energy supplement powder drink, whatever you want to call it, that I've, that I've had. Um, it is more, truthfully, than just a gaming supplement drink. It's good for just if you're a little low on energy, you wake up in the morning and you don't like coffee, that'll get you going, it'll get you focused, help you be productive, get your work done. So, RogueEnergy.com, coupon code KDJTV, gets you 10% off, and it's not just a hydration, there's energy formula, there's a lot of other stuff, there's like the mega energy formula, I don't even, it says it in here what it's called, it's, it's like... Extreme. There we go. Sorry, Rogue. It's the Extreme Energy Formula, and I am petrified to try it because a little bit of energy already makes me poop. But, you know, I'm fine relaying that information. Um, but just RogueEnergy.com, KDJTV for 10% off your entire order. Okay, so let's go back into the events mode. Let's talk about how to build your lineup. Again, I understand that the day you're listening to this, Part 2 is going to start. So the requirements are going to change. doesn't matter. This is strategically how we go about building an events lineup. First thing you want to do is get a scope of who your starting pitchers are. There's two ways to go about this. I'm one of those idiots that cares about what my ERA looks like. It's a good indicator of how I do with a pitcher. And in events, your ERAs will balloon because it's on All-Star and I swear it's easier to hit in events. So that makes it more difficult to tell if you're good or bad with a pitcher in ranked seasons. If you're an All-Star player in ranked seasons, not as bad. But I'm usually Hall of Fame and I'll touch a legend game every once in a while. And so, like, if I have a 9 ERA with Corey Kluber, which I actually... All right, I have a 607 ERA with Corey Kluber. Mostly because I'm not good with him in events. He might be much better on Hall of Fame, but I I can't tell how well I do because the ERA is a little different. Um, But this is what I personally use events for. It's to parallel my players. I use as many God Squad players as humanly possible. Pitchers, batters... Doesn't matter, because this is the easiest way to get PXP. If you're halfway decent at this game, you can absolutely murder baseballs and strike dudes out and get valuable PXP, because online PXP accumulates faster than offline. So right now, Kluber is like a borderline God Squad guy for me. Let's put him in here. Why not? Um, we'll put him in for Bob Feller, because Bob Feller's not borderline. So, here's, so Justin Verlander is on my God Squad. He is super fractured here. I am not putting him in my event lineup. I can't get PHP with him. I don't care about him right now. Different scenario. If you just want to put the best team forward and just start killing dudes, put in whoever you want. Justin Verlander, even if he's P5, put him in. I use it strictly to parallel guys. That is my strategy. So Verlander, we're skipping here. Walter Johnson, already P2. He's fun to use. Sure, throw him in. Uh, we'll find one more starter here. Uh, we'll use... Um, God, this is not a good event for pitchers. Uh, Chris Sale. Why? Uh, no, no, no. Lefty Grove. We'll put Lefty Grove in. Realistically, you only need three starters. It doesn't matter who your last two are. This event is not one with a capped overall, so you can go straight 99s across the board. If it's one with a capped overall, you usually want to have two common starters and like two common relievers. 
that really brings your overall down, then maybe like one or two commons on the bench. You can usually find a common that has enough speed to make him at least a little valuable with some, some utility. Um, but right now, with a, with a full 99 event, just concern yourself with finding your three starters you want to rotate between. I actually usually start relievers in events because it's a much faster way to get them PXP because you can use them a lot faster and quicker and games are, are just constantly moving. Um, but again, that's just my strategy. So relievers here in this event. Andrew Miller's a God Squad guy for me, and he's already on the uh, already on the team in the bullpen. Um, none of these guys are. I mean, Clay Holmes is fun to use. He can go in there. Luisica can go in. Whitlock can go in. All three of them have sinkers. It's the meta. It's always valuable to have sinkers in events because there are going to be a lot of home runs, and the more you can keep the ball on the ground, the better your chances are of winning. Um, the one thing I advise everybody to do in events, a lot of the time, not all the time. But a lot of the time, there are not enough lefty relievers based on the criteria they've given you. Sometimes you have to roll with commons. You have to make sure you have at least one or two lefty starters. And this is the, that's the only scenario in which I'd worry about going to five starters, is making sure I have some lefties. But right now, even if it's not a card you use in your God Squad, Gregory Soto is a lefty. He's a diamond. He's going in my bullpen. We're going to take out someone like uh, Class A. I don't care about Class A. We'll put in Soto. That at least gives me two lefties. Three is preferable. Two is fine. We go to closer. Uh, Mo is P5, so he's coming out. But Trinan is on my God Squad. So we're going to easy swap there. And Garrett Richards is my God Squad long reliever. So bingo. There he is. Bullpen's done. That's it. It's that simple. We just built that. I mean, it, it auto-picks most of your team. And I would say, like, it's probably 75% right a lot of the time. At least with the pitchers. The lineup I fuck with. But that was easy. We're done. Two minutes. Pitching. Done. Now, let's survey the lay of the land here. Again, I go for parallels. So, Yasmani Grandal right now for me is P4. He's going to be my catcher in this event. You might have Adley Rutschman on your God Squad. There's a great chance you do. Put him in the event. I mean, honestly, there's a great chance you have Yasmani on your God Squad. Put him in as well if you want. Um, and then, you know, it's always good in events specifically when it's only a three-inning game and you're really trying to win games to put a backup catcher on the team. It doesn't really matter who it is. It's not someone I recommend pinch hitting with because you need him just in case you pinch run. So for me, because I have Yasmani and he's slower than, uh, I don't know, literally dog shit rolling down a flat plane, we need to have a backup catcher. I'm a Yankees nerd, so Gary Sanchez is going on the team. And even though he absolutely butt fucks lefties, he is not going to hit unless it's a dire emergency. I have him there as a replacement just in case I need to pinch run. We go to first base. I have P5, Jimmy Fox, and Lou Gehrig. And... Eddie Murray. They're not going on the team. Actually, none of these guys are my God Squad first baseman. Jimmy Fox, my God Squad catcher. Miggy is P4, so I'm just going to put Miggy in there. That's how I do it. This is actually a pretty good event with a decent crop of first base options. I could see people using Giambi, Thomas, Eddie Murray, Prince Field, literally all these guys. I mean, David, as far down as David Ortiz, I could see people using. So... Good, good selection of first baseman here. But just pick the one either it's on your God Squad or you're most comfortable with. Second base. This is not a very healthy uh, selection of second baseman. Most people are just going to be using Jorge Polanco. Some people will be using Mookie Betts, but I'm going to use Polanco. Put him in his primary at second base. Third base. Uh, another just terrible selection of players. I, I guess we put Rafi Devers there. None of these guys are God Squad material for me, and I don't care about paralleling any of them. So, we'll just put him there. Shortstop. Uh, Lindor is a lot of people's God Squad shortstops. He's not mine, but I'll use him there. He's probably the best option. 
Cal Ripken stinks. Tim Anderson stinks. Um, I I like Andrew Velasquez, but I already super fractured him, so he's not going in. I, I guess you could go as far down as Jonathan VR because this card actually rakes. I'm hitting 643 and 42 at bats, but it's just uh, this event, and we'll talk about this at the end. But this event is also a shit event because the player pool is irrelevant to most cards that are on God squads right now. Again, if the point is to get people to use cards they've never used before, they're succeeding. However, let's also give people the opportunity to use their God Squad cards and get the parallels, like, like my goal is. My goal is to P5, my guys. I can't really do that in this event. The outfield is where you have to pay attention to secondaries, because things can obviously, you know, change considerably. I don't have a guy I care about here. I'm going to put Mark Canna in left, because I really enjoy his swing. I'm also going to put, I'm going to go back to left field, put Ricky Henderson on the bench because he is going to be my designated pinch runner if I need it, specifically for Yasmani, but also maybe for the pinch hitter when we get to the pitcher spot. Center field, I don't need Mickey Mantle on the team because he's P5 and he's not on my God squad. I love Lu Luis Robert's swing. He's fun for me. So I'm going to put him in center and then Kenny Lofton, he's going to hang out here and stay in right field. Uh, he's going to go in a secondary position. And then, you know, now you worry about filling out the bench. So you have Speed and Ricky Henderson. You have Gary Sanchez as backup catcher. I recommend having a lefty killer. So we'll put Hunter Renfro in. A righty killer. So, uh, I don't know, Cedric Mullins kind of works for that. We'll put Seti in. And then even one more speedy guy, maybe a switch hitter. It's kind of open to interpretation and however you use your bench. You very rarely need more than two or three people off your bench in an events game. Like, hardly ever. So let's take, uh, you know what, Brian Roberts has speed and he's a switch hitter. As like my emergency guy off the bench who I'm probably never going to use, let's put him there. It's fine. It's, it's honestly fine. Then you make your lineup. You know, I like to top load my lineup with the guys I want to get the most at bats, similar to making a BR lineup, because I want to make sure that if I'm working for PXP, I'm getting the PXP as many opportunities as possible. So let's, uh, let's lead off Lofton because he's fun. We'll put Miggy second because he's P4. We'll put Canna third. Devers fourth. Uh, Polanco has... Sorry. Um, we'll put Yasmani fifth because he gets some opportunities for RBIs. Devers, Lindor, Polanco. I mean, you can mix, mix, uh, mix this up. Sorry. You can put Yasmani fourth. Fuck, you could put Yasmani third. Uh, both of these guys are P4, Miggy and Yasmani, so that would probably make the most sense if Yasmani was third. Um... You know, lineup construction is really your preference. I prefer, like I said, to get my P4s and, and P3s up high. Gives them the most at-bats, the most chances to get PXP. Online PXP, like I said, much better than offline. The one benefit of uh, an event maybe being on All-Star, or one of the handful of benefits, is that you will get more PXP, because Hall of Fame is a difficult, or higher difficulty. Um, but, like, there's, there's two ways of thinking. You put your God Squad in it, no matter what their super fractor or parallel is, or you parallel guy. I guess there's a third way to think about it. You could use guys I've never used before and just have some fun. That doesn't seem like <laughs> that's not fun for me. But like we can make this lineup completely different just by going to catcher and be like, ah, um, I don't know. Let's use let's use 95 Mitch Garver. Put him at catcher. Let's go to first base and be like, oh, you know what? 98 Matt Olson was a cool card to use. Put him at first. Um, 97 Finest Glaber Torres. He's a Yankee. Second base. Third base. Jose Ramirez. Nah. Um, 
Third base could be... You know what, Yohan Moncada, underrated card. Put him at third. Now's my chance to use him. Shortstop. Um, that Let's put VR in, because VR's fun. Left field. We'll go down the line here. We'll look at the list and be like, uh, left field's actually kind of weak. Uh, David Justice, haven't used him in a while. He's now the left fielder. In center field, you go down the line. Be like, oh, this 94 Jaron Duran? Actually a really good card. He's my center fielder. And then in right field... Um, Wow, right field is a fucking dead zone. Um, right field, just be like, Fran Mil Reyes, incredible power. Stick him in right. And now our lineup has completely changed, but it's still good. So you can have a million different, a million different shots at making these lineups. Again, I wish we could save them. Um, but that's really it. I mean, I wish events were better. I wish events were more worth our time. Usually, I'll just grind the shit out of them, even if I don't like the rewards, because the PXP is so valuable. It really helps get your guys' swings down. Like, if you're struggling with a card that, quote-unquote, everybody's good with, and he's eligible for the event, you better put him, like, leading off in your event, and just use him, use him, use him, use him. Because then after, like, I don't know, 20 event games, and you still can't hit with him, you're like, okay... Let's take them off the rank squad. But you can use events as a tryout for these guys and really get to know who works, who doesn't, which swings I like, which like player combinations I like. Like You could test out mock lineups or mock... Um, I don't know if you can get a full 1 through 8 or 1 through 9 in an event as far as your god squad goes, but you can get like, oh, 3, 4, 5, 2, 3, 4. Like, play around with what works and what doesn't. Um, long story short, events is a valuable mode. It could be more valuable. It could be more impactful. And I hope in 22 it is. But right now, it's just the type of type of mode that I'm like, I'll willingly play it, but I am not enthused by it literally ever. Usually, it's the most frustrating gameplay, honestly. Like, as bad as ranked season is, and as hard as, as BR can be, events is the most frustrating because shit makes no sense. There's no such thing as a skill gap. And people get fluked and bailed out all the time. But this has been the show, the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you all. Again, like, subscribe on YouTube. Go find it on YouTube. Leave it on in the background. You don't have to listen to it a second time, but leave it on in the background. Give me the page view. Thank you. Uh, I love you guys, man. Um, I'm getting my wisdom teeth out on Monday, as in the day before you're listening to this. So pray for me. It's going to be painful. And I will hopefully be able to speak and be back to stream by the weekend and record another podcast. If not, I'll keep you guys updated. But I don't, I don't foresee being completely out of, out of the game for this long. So um, that's it. Hope you guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you all next time.